Welcome to Every Quarter, the voice of Andover, a new podcast from Phillips Academy where we'll share the compelling stories, thoughts, and ideas of Phillips Academy faculty, students, alumni, and distinguished campus guests. Our monthly show will feature candid conversations on current events, academia, and Andover's connection to the important matters happening around the world. Today's episode dives into Phillips Academy's progressive financial aid policies and the history of need-blind admission. On the eve of celebrating a decade of its existence, Neil Evans from the Office of Communications sits down with Jim Ventry from the class of 1979. Ventry, the Dean of Admission and Financial Aid, discusses the game-changing need-blind initiative, what Big Blue Nice means, and why socioeconomic status plays no part in how students are admitted to Andover. So my name is Neil Evans from the Office of Communications, and uh, to this morning I'm here with Jim Ventry, Dean of Admission and Financial Aid at Andover. Jim, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Neil, for inviting us. Great. So uh, I heard you just got back from Asia. How, how is the travel scene going? I have been traveling actually all over the world looking for talented students in Asia and all around the United States, and I'm pleased to say that Andover has record-breaking attendance at all of our events, which is wonderful. Great. So tell me a little bit about how we travel the world and what we, what's the goal of seeing all these, pe- all these people and places uh, throughout uh, different areas of the globe. So the admission office uses its resources in two ways, really. The first is to cast a broad and deep net as far and wide as possible to find qualified students. And the second way we use our resources is to meet 100% of the established need of families who apply for financial aid. Great. So before we get into a little bit more of the admissions details and things were, things were, how things work in this office, I want to know a little bit more about your journey, how you were a student here at Andover and the last 30-plus years as a career and what that's been like. So. Tell me, take me back to the beginning. You know, how, why did you come to Andover, first of all? Without getting into too much detail, it really was the uh, privilege of um, my family to enjoy an early introduction to Andover through a similar kind of admission event. And I met the dean of admission at that time, and he invited me to come and interview, and it created an opportunity for me that uh, is probably a lifelong journey and a trajectory that changed not only uh, my own personal ambitions in life, but also uh, helped my entire family center on education. I was a full scholarship student, and so the opportunity to come and work in admissions subsequently after college really appealed to me. Great. And how has Andover changed since your time here? I always think about the fact that Andover's always had the strongest academic product among these kinds of schools, but uh, what has changed is the support that we offer our students. It's much more of a place where students can get extra help at any time and meet faculty at different times, and our academic buildings are all open with the lights on in the evenings these days, and that was just a little different back then. So if you could think of one thing that, you know, when you were a student here, what's the, what's the biggest difference between when you were here to now that what 
Andover's like today? I can tell you the food is exceptional. <laughs> no, I guess I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast since that's just limiting my answer. The but the one thing, the we food have, is wonderful. And since the Pereski Commons has been renovated and upgraded, it used to be in the old days, literally, that we had nicknames for things uh, that we ate, and uh, no one really knew what it was, but we, we knew the nicknames very well. But probably the other thing that I believe is um, different is the diversity of our student body. Andover has always been a uh, institution that is committed to broadening the diversity of our student population, but we are currently uh, this fall opened with the most diverse student population of all time in the history of the school and f that means that 46 percent of our student population is non-white and that is extraordinary and exceptional and a real testament to the ability for Andover to attract youth from every quarter that's how we define that for sure and so let's talk about maybe that youth from every quarter or uh, emissions now uh, in the present. Uh, one of our favorite sayings is big blue nice. Right. Maybe talk about that as a motto or uh, how that's impacted the type of student that we're looking for. I would suggest that the students and families who are most satisfied with the Andover experience are those who line up well with our values and our principles. Uh, these ideas about uh, a diverse community, not only racially and ethnically diverse, but also socioeconomically diverse, as well as our value of non-sibi, not for oneself, and this idea that knowledge and goodness combined together make the surest foundation for a useful life. That's quoting from our Constitution, by the way. Nice. Um, and so I think everyone maybe is listening is like, oh, what's the, what's the formula? What's the magic you know, potion to get into Andover? What do I have to check my box? And I don't think there is one. I think it's based on the merit, academic, character, all those things we just talked about. Is how can we sort of dispel that myth of, you know, how do I get into Andover? You may know Andover is the most selective school. We have the most applications for the fewest spots. But when we think about our students that we are enrolling, they have uh, in common a number of things. Uh, they have strong character, most importantly, and they are talented in some way. Not everyone is good at everything, but everyone is good at something. And they also actually have a very strong uh, capability to meet the demands of our academic program. And aside from that, in the qualities, we find that students these days are working well with mentors in their communities, whether it's a family member, an older sibling, perhaps a parent, but also a coach or a teacher that they communicate with, the ability to speak with adults and, and to interact at a level that allows for advising and, and other capabilities and, and getting help with work is actually really important. Great. And I think... It's safe to say Andover is a leader in the uh, marketplace with when it comes to financial aid, and we're celebrating 10 years of Need Blind admissions this year. Uh, talk to me a little bit how that came about, uh, maybe the backstory, and then what that's meant to the community. Need Blind admissions is an extraordinary distinguishing feature of the Phillips Academy community for a couple of reasons. Number one, not only did we reach out to a broader constituency of students in the world to uh, increase our diversity, 
but it also represents the opportunity for families who may not have considered Andover based on the cost of tuition to recognize that we are uh, offering a progressive financial aid model that allows families to qualify at a higher level for support from Andover. It's very expensive and our board of trustees and head of school are regularly fi figuring this out. They're smart people and so they have a way of figuring this out every year so we can sustain the Need Blind Admission Initiative. What need blind actually means, and then we define it as removing financial need as an obstacle to admission. Remove financial need as an obstacle to admission. And what that allows us to do in the admission process is read applications without regard to a family's ability to pay our tuition. The reason this becomes very important in the critical mass of students we invite to join us is because students are admitted on the basis of the merit of their application and not because their families can afford our tuition. And that is a key distinction in the student body that is admitted to Phillips Academy. And so I think about uh, 06, 07, what are those sort of conversations that are happening behind the scenes that makes uh, Andover dive into this uh, commitment? I would say thanks to my Andover education where I learned math through physics actually, which was extraordinary, I uh, have a capability to look at the quantitative analysis of what the market was bringing us in terms of the socioeconomic diversity of our students and families who were applying for aid. And I had the ability to, to look at what the distinctions were across income bands and begin to make policies in financial aid that would sustain essentially the middle class. And this is a, an important distinction at Andover because most schools have very many full scholarship students and very many light scholarship students, and this is called the barbell effect. And at Andover, we have an equal distribution of families who are on full scholarship, families in the middle, and families on light scholarship. And the uh, value structure that Andover represents is very appealing to middle and upper middle income families. In fact, they are exactly the kind of families that find the uh, culture at Andover very appealing. You know, this idea that students are going to get an extraordinary education in a diverse community and accept the challenges of our rigorous academic program to work hard and better themselves through their education. And that's a distinction that we're very proud of today. So what happened in 08 with the financial crisis? So Andover for a long time was, uh, had, had in our history, had periods where we were need blind for a few years, several years, here and there. I'm pleased to say I was in the office back then and we always hoped to sustain it, but this 10-year period is the longest in our history where we have achieved a need blind admission policy. And it was really uh, a long-term ambition of the board and the head of school to become need blind, but we needed to quantify what that would mean so our financial managers could understand what kind of draw we would have on the endowment, what kind of fundraising we would need to put in place. And this was sort of, uh, for me, it's almost 20 years of need blind because for 10 years we were uh, managing all of the metrics and analysis for the board to give them the support they needed to make this important decision. Uh, so we made the decision to go need blind for the first class in 2008, and then we all know what happened in the international markets in 2009, 
And at one certain point, there were uh, roughly uh, 30 families who had said that they were unable to return to Andover, actually, without the support of financial aid. Their family's circumstances had changed so drastically during the financial crisis. And uh, in admissions and financial aid, we were able to size that problem uh, of requiring about an, an additional $1 million infusion from the board um, to retain those families in our student population. And this was a critical moment for the board and the head of school to recognize that we needed to uh, manage our commitment, uh, which we had just begun, in the Need Blind Initiative, and that would be important to the institution. And I'm pleased to say that the vote to support those 30 families with a million dollar additional financial aid took about 10 seconds in the boardroom, and it's one of the proudest moments I've ever witnessed at Phillips Academy. Great. And so as we think about this anniversary, but really just the beginning, you know, how do we sustain Need Blind? How do we continue to embrace this as a community? We have examples throughout our history of people who have made substantial contributions to Andover, in particular for financial aid. You think about Oscar Tang and Dick Phelps, for example, uh, leaders really who have contributed substantially in their net worth to support financial aid programs at Andover. And this is important to recognize in the way families think about Phillips Academy. They understand that their financial aid award is supported through gifts made to our endowment or to current use where their child's financial aid is supported for the duration of their child's career. That means if we do encounter some kind of financial crisis in the future, the financial aid families and those students will be supported through those endowment and current use scholarships. And that's something that has been highly valued by our alumni and parents who have given generously to the Andover Fund to support financial aid over the years. I think one of the great stories you always tell is that uh, when the admission letter comes in the mail. Yeah. So this is a key <laughs> thing. that we, we, we mail our admission letters overnight, and when the FedEx packages arrive, there are typically, for those who have applied for financial aid, there are two folders in the FedEx package. One uh, has the uh, admission letter and a very nice certificate of admission. And the other folder, for those who applied for financial aid, has the uh, financial aid award letter as well as a certificate which um, uh, matches that student with an endowment scholarship. And typically the parents grab the admission folder and the students grab the financial aid folder. And the reason is that we know really good students understand that they will not compromise their family's financial circumstances just to come to Andover. So it's this idea that we have a progressive financial aid model that meets 100% of the demonstrated need of that family according to Andover's principles and policies in financial aid. And those policies and principles have been um, changed over the years uh, to really value what the families or circumstances are and what they are confronted with month to month. And so those progressive policies allow families essentially to qualify for more support from Andover than let's say at our peer institutions. And we've been working at this for a very long time. We're very proud of the progress we've made to support our families. Let's jump to the present then. And we're, we're talking about financial aid. I think one of the things we've always heard from this office is uh, 
people just don't even apply because they don't think they can afford it. That's right. Um, how can we uh, convince certain segments that just apply? For a very long time, I think families really were skeptical about our commitment to need blind, and they didn't understand really what it meant. And for most families, they believe that need blind is related to the full scholarship students. And uh, that's true, certainly. And honestly, if we cannot support our full scholarship students with a full scholarship, they can't come to Andover. So that group is well taken care of. It's the group really in the middle and the upper middle income uh, that has struggled with this idea of contributing substantially to tuition in relation to their gross income or the assets they have. And our progressive financial aid policies allow for us to provide support in a way that doesn't take into consideration things like retirement savings or home equity, which are sometimes the assets that are most frequently uh, other schools attach a tuition percentage to those assets. So Andover is all about affordability and access and as it's part of our culture and part of uh, what we think about in our strategies in um, admissions, we're reaching as far as we possibly can, and we're also inviting as many people as we possibly can. Our interview schedule is completely full, and our attendance at our events is um, really impressive. And so families are considering Andover more and more, and what they're considering is the opportunity with the um, progressive need blind admission and financial aid policies that partner to make the experience possible for their children. Um, so uh, I think one distinguishing feature of need blind is also the comprehensiveness of it. Uh, maybe talk about some of those other things that get wrapped into the uh, award. I'm pleased to say that part of the structure of the financial aid award uh, includes not only support for tuition assistance, but also support for the many other uh, needs that students have. We call them curriculum-related needs to attend Andover. And essentially, every year in early October, Financial Aid sends an email to all of the house counselors and advisors, and, and we call it the warm coat conversation. And what we ask is that our advisors and house counselors reach out to their students and make sure that they are equipped to have everything to uh, meet the needs of their academic requirements, as well as a warm coat. And this is actually for everyone in the community, uh, not just those who are on aid. And then Financial Aid has a way through our blue card system to support students uh, to be able to purchase items or get additional support in, uh, from vendors downtown or on campus. So that's a, a way that we keep also the financial aid uh, allocation private and confidential. And I think that's important to the culture of our community where the additional support we offer is provided through a, the blue card, which is our student ID. And uh, the students on financial aid are swiping the same way the full-pay students are. And that's actually really important to uh, the culture as well, that, that students on financial aid are not singled out in any way. So I'm a 13-year-old. I'm, I'm interested in Andover. I maybe have I've scheduled my tour. I've scheduled an interview. What are my next steps? What, what am I looking forward to in the coming months? We're talking right now in late October, early November. You know, what does the this, this schedule look like for the next admission season? 
It's really a wonderful time to be thinking about Andover. Our admission deadline for applications is not until February 1st, and we really want students to take their time with their application, except for the Part 1 candidate profile. We want to encourage students to uh, supply our office with their candidate profile as soon as possible so we can set up their electronic file here uh, on our system and then have different pieces of the application um, as they come in put into that electronic file. But right now, kids should be thinking about, um, I always say, spend five minutes before you go to bed thinking about your future and where you see yourself in the future and what you see yourself doing. And, and that may take you out only as far as next year or it could take you well into the future. And one of the other things to consider is how you feel about your current school and the, and the students, your friends and the students you go to school with, and where are they headed? And what you want to realize is that at Andover, we are going to offer something very distinct. In fact, something that's not offered anywhere else, and that is the opportunity to have relationships and go to school with the most talented and the most diverse student population that you will see anywhere in your education. And so you're thinking about how you will find your way to Andover and be a part of this in a way that is compelling to you and offers, like it did for me, the chance for you to distinguish yourself. You will be distinct not only in your school and in your community, but also potentially for the rest of your life, where you are invited into this population of alumni and what it means to have an Andover High School diploma and how that affects you in, in your life and the connections and the people and the understanding you have of the world. That's great. Well, Jim, thank you very much for joining me. This is Neil Evans for Every Quarter. Thank you, Neil. It's been wonderful. Every Quarter is produced by the Office of Communication at Phillips Academy in Andover and made possible by a grant from the Abbott Academy Association continuing Abbott's tradition of boldness, innovation, and caring. Subscribe on iTunes and visit our website at podcast.andover.edu. I'm Amy Morris.